What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 1796 Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Normal Valfan, and I'm here joined with Ryan. We're going to be doing a little recap of yesterday's uh, basketball game. I guess uh, we call it that. Um, well, uh, Tennessee didn't uh, get the win, but, I mean, finished with somewhat of heart and made a little bit of a comeback. Uh, started really bad in the first half. Um, just... Didn't look like the Tennessee Volunteers, especially on the defensive end. Uh, looked pretty decent on the offensive end on the first half. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, the offensive end, I mean, it, it was pretty good besides from beyond the arc. I mean, you, you ended up shooting over 50% for the game. So I, I just it, – it's hard to I, – I want everybody to remember that it's still November at the time we're recording this, and we're playing – pretty good teams and this last one was on the road so i think this team's gonna be fine once they put everything together yeah i agree i it it, it, sometimes it it's hard to remember what you know time of the year it is and and all these losses that they're getting are from really good teams they're not from you know the little teams that like you look at kentucky i mean they almost lost to st joseph's now the that that game don't look as bad, especially with St. Joseph's beating Villanova. But, you know, Tennessee isn't losing teams like that. So they're losing to, one, they're playing three of the best big men in the country. So, I mean, it's just, you can't really look at it. But that first half defense cannot show up ever again. I just, that was very hard to watch. I mean, at halftime, well, coming out of halftime, Myron Metcalf had, had interviewed Rick Barnes, and Rick Barnes apparently told the team it was the worst half he's ever seen since he's been the coach at Tennessee, which is probably why we roared back in the second half. I mean, we held them to 39 points in the second half after giving up 61 in the first. I mean, they, they definitely rebounded, but it's just dis- it's disappointing to see them come out and have such poor effort on the defensive end in the first 20 minutes. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was definitely one of the ones that turned the game off very early. I it, it just it reminded me of the Tennessee football team playing Missouri with zero yeah. heart. It looked like, um, yeah. but they did come out in the second half. I mean, we got to talk about Dalton Connect. I mean, this kid is absurd. Going thirteen for seventeen from the field, four from four and four for eight from uh, the three point, and seven for eight from the free throw line. I mean, scoring thirty seven points absolutely nuts i mean it's the what what was it he tied the record for most points scored by a road team and that's in that uh arena uh, it was the sure. most the most tied for the most points scored against north carolina ever in, in, in any game and that's I mean, that's a big deal yeah yeah and we, you, you gotta hope that his sprained ankle is not anything that's gonna linger i mean that, that that's probably the number one concern for the moving forward for him but as of right now it's still just a sprained ankle so i think by conference play he's going to be all right and if we get even half of what dot connect produced last night in conference play i think we're we're going to be just fine 
Oh, absolutely. And I think I think what he needs to take away from this game, he he needs to be just I don't care if you're a ball hog. He's still not a ball hog to me. I mean, the kid's hitting most of his shots. He gets to the basket really well. I think he needs to do it way more often. And then we also got to remember, I mean, Jordan Ganey went one for nine from three. That's not going to happen a lot. It's just not. And also, Vescovy didn't take a three at all. So, I mean. He didn't even score a point. Yeah, that, that just can't happen. Yeah. It's disappointing to see a fifth-year senior do that, and I think the reason he only played 14 minutes was because he was just not cutting it on the defensive end. I, I don't know what was wrong, if it was a just lack of effort or what, but or, or he's just you know he's he's never been the the quickest defender. It's just about him being smart, being in the right spot. But he was not on on either side of the court last night, so I expect him to to rebound quickly. Oh yeah, and also I mean he had four personal fouls again. I mean, the fact that I said this in an earlier podcast, he, for some reason, he seems to be in foul trouble almost every game. And we can't have that, especially with him being, like you said, a fifth year senior, you got to be a leader on the court. Um, Now, triple J awesome game. He, He also, I mean, obviously he's getting overlooked by Dalton connect having 37 points, but triple J really did keep us in that game early in the first half because he was the only one really scoring. Um, but we just can't have that from Vescovy. Um, same thing. Uh, like I said, I mean, Ziegler wasn't, and I get it, you know, he's still, you know, a little banged up with his leg, but at some point I feel like you got to get off that whole spiel of his leg. I feel like he needs to step up a little bit. Ziegler to me, uh, he, he does – it looks like he's doing a lot on the offensive end when he really isn't. Like, he, he, he's handling the ball and dribbling everywhere, but he's really not getting much done at this point. I know he had seven assists, but he also played 28 minutes. I mean, he, he was in the game when we were coming back, which credit to him. He was giving effort on the defensive end, which is why he got that many minutes. But he, he just needs – like, I don't like when our team just watches him dribble around and, and wait for him to create something. He, like, it just irks me. Right. I, no, I agree. But, I mean, also, I do want to talk about how Baycott, I mean, he only had uh, 11 rebounds, which is yeah. pretty low for him. I understand, I mean, he's a double-double machine. But 11 rebounds, I mean, this guy's pretty much averaging, like, 16 to, like, 20 rebounds a game. And, uh, you know, I give us a little bit of credit of keeping him, you know, pretty low on the rebounds. But... Ingram, the guy Ingram, he started off hot, and he pretty much stayed hot the rest of the game. Um, He had 20 points for them. Um, But, I mean, I'm not really disappointed. I I, I posted it on on Twitter. Uh, You know, the team played with heart at the end, and they showed that, I mean, they almost came back. I mean, it was pretty close. You give them probably another 10 minutes in that game, they probably win that game. And, um, you know, People have to realize, I mean, we lost to Kansas, Purdue, and North Carolina. Those are three really good teams, and those are March-caliber games, especially on the road and two in Maui. So, I mean, can't be disappointed. I'm really not. But, uh, Ryan, I wanted to ask you, other than Dalton Connect, did you have anything else, you know, from the team that really stood out to you? Well, 
positively, I, I think uh, Adu did well on the offensive end, like in Spaycott, but I I need him to be more aggressive on the defensive end. He he's I mean he's had three three of the best big men in the country. He's having to he's been having to guard the last three games, but I, I remember in his first year he, he was guarding. Oscar Shibway and we ended up winning the game. Like he kind of kept him in check. So he's proven that he can do it. But this year he's just letting he's let all three of these big men and Edie Dickinson and Baycott get way too deep in the paint. And he's mm-hmm. taking fouls. He, he fouled out again. And, and and it's tough when when you don't have a waka to to spell him, and you're relied on Carr and Phillips, Estrella uh, and KK Phillips behind him. But I I just need to see more from, from Adu on on the defensive end, and I'm sure he'll. To look a lot better when he's not playing three of the best big men in the country. So, oh yeah, I agree. I mean, we got. I mean, we still have one tough game in this next, you know, five or six. I think yeah, six games uh, slate coming up. I mean, we have a big homestand of six games. Uh, it's I w- if I'm Barnes, I'm sitting connect for this George Mason game. Yeah. Um, and letting him heal up a lot longer, and then hopefully he's back fully healthy by the Illinois game, because uh, Illinois is not going to be a joke. I mean, they're a pretty good team. Um, we're just lucky it's at home. Um, yep. But you got a nice little six-game slate here to really boost the confidence going into conference play. So we'll be able to, you know, hopefully boost some confidence and not lose a game. Because I mean, I'll be happy going ten and three into conference play. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think at, at this point you've gotten through your your gauntlet to start the year. So, so uh, that if we lose the game before conference play, now I'm I I will be thoroughly disappointed. I think you should be able to beat Illinois at home, and NC State on the road is no cakewalk. But I, I think that a, a team as talented as we are should be able to pull up that win if, if we don't just don't show up for a entire half. So. I'm expecting us to be ten and three going to the conference play for sure. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, and even watching a lot of the conference teams play, I'm not really scared of any teams. I mean, really, the only team I'm really I know is going to be a battle the whole time is Kentucky. So far that I've watched, I mean, Texas A&M ain't bad either, but it's a team yeah. that I think we could beat, and yeah. I'm not really sweating it. Same thing as Arkansas. Like, I mean, it's not the Arkansas from last year. Yeah. Um, Missouri, same things. Missouri hasn't looked good either. So, uh, I also Auburn. Actually, Auburn's a little sleeper too. I mean, we only play them once, I think. So, mm-hmm. I, but still, Auburn is another tough one. But this team, man, it's we we have insane depth. Uh, Dalton Connect is him, and as long yeah. as we keep him healthy. And spread the ball around. I understand, you know, he is our our offense. But, man, we have so many people that can shoot, you know. Don't be afraid to shoot the ball. Take it to the basket. Get some. Get fouled. Get to the line. And, you know, keep the defense up. We cannot have a defense like the first half yesterday. Or, I mean, like I said, and I don't think that's going to happen. I think Rick Barnes is going to take them and really shove this film down their throat. Yeah. I mean that the defense was inexcusable in the first half. Ta- talking about a uh, Arkansas, Kentucky, A and M. I mean, Arkansas was able to beat Duke at home, but Bud Walton Arena is a, a house of horrors for anybody who 
any, any road team that goes in there, like they normally don't fare well. Kentucky was able to beat Miami at home, and A&M got sat on by Virginia for 40 minutes. So the only one I'm – it's like you said, the only one I'm really worried about is Kentucky. I think it's going to be tough to beat them at wherever we play them. But I, I certainly think that we have the horses to do it. And talking about uh, Connect and, you know, wanting to spread the wealth a little bit, uh, it seems that in these in these last three games we've we, we've used our play – like we've tried to isolate Ganey and c- certain players and we're not really moving the ball and, like – I, the, the, there's this viral clip of the San Antonio Spurs where they pass it like 30 times in one possession and get a layup. Like, if we do that, whoever has the ball, if they're open, is going to be able to do something. I, I would rather us do something like that than just isolate somebody and, and trust them to make a shot. Because, like, Ganey, he, he's been in a slump shooting. There's no no doubt about it. And I think it's partly because he's not a true isolation-type player. I think if he's a spot-up shooter or – shooting in rhythm off a good pass, he's, he's going to do a lot better. So I, I would like to see the offense be a little bit more fluid. And if you're going to run it through anybody, like a person that you're going to trust to run it through, it needs to be connect if, if, if you're going to choose to do that. No, yeah, I definitely agree. I, I think and, and there's no really question about that. Um, but – and honestly, I, I, I'm not mad about that. It's just he – his – Ball handling skills isn't as good as his scoring ability, obviously. I mean, he'll get, you know, kind of trapped up a lot of times because of his ball handle. And, I, you know, maybe it's just the nerves. I don't know, but it seems to be pretty consistent. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Maybe he could clean that up. But, I mean, he hasn't had any <laughs> scoring problems even with that. So, mm-hmm. but, I mean, if I'm if I'm any other team – I'm doubling him every chance I get and not letting him score. Yeah. If you run the offense through him, which, which we did in, in the stretch where we got it cut down to seven, like they had to double him. And when he got doubled, Ganey made his only three of the game. So th- that's what I'm saying. Like if you – I think he's the only player who, who can truly run it and, and be worthy of getting a double team. Because everybody else are going to have to rely on jump shots, but Connect can consistently get to the rim. I mean, he he's he's incredible. Whenever he gets there, even even if there's two or three players in front of him, he's going to find a way to get a shot up or or get fouled. Like he he was outstanding in the second half last night, and I I think when we're trailing in games from now on, Connect is going to be the guy who we're running the offense through, and and that is a okay with me. Oh yeah, I, I mean anyone that says otherwise is doesn't know ball. I yeah. mean this this kid is absurd. I mean if you he he looks like a kid that would be playing at Kansas right now and would be playing on a top 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 caliber, you know, blue blood team. And yeah. he you know it's just got to stay healthy, especially with these you know little I wouldn't say little teams, but you know smaller teams coming to town and smaller games coming up. You got to remain healthy and, you know, yeah, keep it that way. But, um, I mean, other than that, there's not really much to talk about with this game other than, you know, Connect and Triple J. But, like I said, I kind of want to get back to Vescovy real quick. 
he needs to be confident with the shot. Like, I feel like he's been so hesitant with shooting the ball. Yeah. Like, how many times is he going to do his little pump? I understand his pump fake's great. But, man, you got to shoot the ball. Get confidence because when he's scoring and playing the de- – because once he scores, it's like he's a different person on defense. It's yeah. like he, he becomes an animal and he needs to be that every single game. So just take some shots. I mean, we all know you could shoot. Uh, so it's, you know, I think whatever happened with his personal life is really getting to him. And I it's completely understandable. But, yeah. you know, you got to get confidence, got to be shooting the ball and, you know, staying on the offensive end as well. Yeah, I mean, if, if he starts hitting shots and being confident, like teams are not going to be able to to double connect if we decide to to, to go that route. Because do you really want to leave Vescovy wide open in the corner? Vescovy, like, Ganey, Triple J. Yeah. I mean, you, even Zakai. I mean, you can't leave these guys wide open. No, and like like if, if Vescovy starts making shots, I mean, we scored ninety two points last night, and if he starts making shots, I think we 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 could easily get well into the one hundreds, like. Like even the hundred teens, if we're hitting on all cylinders, like oh, especially against these little teams coming up. Yeah, yeah, and it's just the the most frustrating thing to me about last night was that we finally started hitting some shots because we 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 took it to the rim instead of shooting the three first. We kind of dished out for threes in the second half, but we scored ninety two points, but our defense let us down, which was the complete opposite in in Maui. Which is, you know, it's hard to put everything together this, this early in the season with a few transfers and, you know, the guy still coming off an injury. But if we're like, if we're able to put it to put it together in these next six games going into conference play, this, the sky's the limit still. So. Yeah, I I still think the sky's the limit for this team. It's just, you know, you got to throw these last three losses in the back burner. I mean, like you said at the beginning of the podcast, it's only November. And there's plenty of basketball to be played. And all these games, I, I just, all the games ahead of us are extremely winnable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all you got to do is go get it, especially in conference play. There's only two teams that I think that are worthy to be like, oh, okay, this could be a good game. And that's A&M and Kentucky. Even Bama, but Bama as, a, I mean, Bama at home is not going to be trouble. It's going yeah. to be on the road. But we've seen this team play on the road, uh, which, again, doesn't make me worry about being on the road anymore. Yeah, the it's you, you'd rather lose these games now and learn from them than doing it in March. Exactly. Obviously. So, I mean, and in, in, in even playing these games, I, kinda, I, I think I talked about it the last time we did a basketball podcast or, or the Maui preview or whatever. Even playing these types of games is going to put your net and Ken Palm and everything higher than it would be, even if you lose to them. Like, it's good to play these games. It's good to learn from them because when you're coming up just short against these terrific teams that are probably going to be in the Elite Eight, Sweet, Sweet 16, now you're going to be 10 times better come middle of conference play and headed into the tournament. So I'm definitely not disappointed. We just got to keep on meshing and keep on putting everything together in these next six games. And we'll be able to be ready to run conference play. Yeah, and and conference play is where it's at. I I seriously think 
this team can 100% win the SEC still, and still, I believe, are the front runners. I think Kentucky's a close second. Um, yeah. it, it's just you got to clean up these little things. You got six games in front of you to clean it up, and we'll see. I mean, conference play is going to be tough, but a lot of teams you could beat. Absolutely. And and you talked about it a little bit earlier about maybe set and connect in the, in the Indies against George Mason next Tuesday. I I want to see Cameron Carr. I want to see Dillion whenever he's healthy. I, I want to see uh, DJ Jefferson. I want to see a lot of these players in, in these in these games that you should be able to win by 30 or 40 points. Like, like build the depth now so you're not having to do it in conference play when – God forbid we have an injury. Like, go ahead and get them some time now. Because last year, during these little games, Barge is kind of hesitant to play the, the freshman. So I, I really hope that he gets these guys some run in, in these in these games before conference play. I mean, you got to. I think that's a really good point. I mean, you have to. Because, like you said, some injury comes about and you're in conference play playing a big game. I mean, you can't have these guys coming in for their, you know, first five minutes of the season. Yeah. So, but like I said, uh, this was, we all knew this was going to be a little short, you know, podcast, but uh, Tennessee is not out of it, people. You know, sometimes you see me on Twitter and you act like, I mean, people think I'm a negaval. It's, it's more frustration because I know this team is so much better than what we saw last night. Yeah. And it, it's hard to realize it's November when your team's this good, but we yeah. got to saddle up. It's a very long season, so and I still think the this team's going to be in March, no problem. And we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you said, it's we, we've been harping on it. It's still November. This isn't football, where if you lose one or two games, it's season's over. Like it's a lot different. I think a lot of Tennessee fans struggle with that. Because we haven't been used to being good in basketball for too long. It's only been the last 15, 20 years. So I think yeah. everybody's still learning that. And I hope people don't hold it against you for things you say in, in the heat of a game on Twitter. Uh, that's just silly. <laughs> oh, no. I, I mean, Twitter's Twitter. I, it's more of a me thinking that because, like, dude, I can't even lie. Yesterday had me so frustrated. I, it got to the point I seriously turned the game off. I couldn't yeah. watch it. It was getting me so frustrated because it was not the Tennessee basketball team. It, it, it felt like a B team was playing. Yeah, and, and and that's what gives me confidence. It's so uncharacteristic for us to no show on defense. So, I'm, oh, I guarantee that Rick Barnes is in their ass. Absolutely, and it's like I said to start this thing. He said it was the worst half he has seen his team play while he's been at Tennessee. So, I'm I'm confident that they're going to come out like gangbusters against George Mason and carry that momentum into Illinois. So, Well, I, I mean, I'll guarantee it right now. This is going to be the only three-loss streak you'll see this whole season. I guarantee it. I, I, I would bet my mortgage on that. It, it's not going to happen. I, I don't even see us losing two in a row. It, yeah. It's it, This team is going to come out, gain some confidence these next couple games, and I guarantee – you will not see a two losses in a row again this season. A hundred percent. There so, you have it. So anyway, uh, we appreciate everyone listening. Uh, make sure to follow us all on uh, Twitter and Instagram. 
Uh, also check out our website at the1796sports.com for any other content. We cover the Memphis Grizzlies, the Predators, uh, and all Tennessee sports. So uh, make sure you click on that. Uh, I'll have it in the description of uh, the YouTube video and uh, the Spotify description. So, again, uh, we appreciate you listening. And, as always, go Vols. Go Vols.